Hi, welcome back, you guys. Nice to see you again. This is Richard Sachs, and you're on Lost Arts Radio Live. And this is Saturday, the 23rd day of January in 2021. We're sitting here in America, and in this country and a lot of the world that's watching what's happening here, I guess it depends on your point of view. Some people are celebrating the installation of the first Chinese Communist president, which is a really unusual event in this country. But um, a lot of people are really worried about it, and they have reason to be. I mean, in the first couple of days, he signed all these amazing executive orders that are going to make things vastly worse than they were under Trump if he gets his way. And there are other people thinking, oh, thank God, things are going to be great because we got rid of Trump. And um, kind of both missing the point a little bit because depending on a leader, a political leader to make everything okay is being demonstrated as not the ultimate answer to world peace and harmony and happiness and everything. And um, Of course, the World Economic Forum and the UN are still promising that they're going to take care of everything for us and their programs will guarantee that there will be no more hunger or uh, stress or unhappiness and you know, we've talked about the great global reset, the great reset that they're promising. And personally, I think it would be a lot better to turn that around before it goes any further. And the point of the show today was going to be to let you know that that's still possible. And we've been li- listening to a lot of interesting updates by various people, uh, different points of view and some of them have been totally censored for our bene- for our protection, I guess. So we're not allowed to say their names. Mike is the first name of one of them. Alex and some other people have taken different points of view. But all of them are looking at the necessity of having a good physical political leader. And I, I think there's a lot of benefit to that. Um, I got a lot of comments during the week in the, the middle of all the chaos after the you know, the first openly massively fake presidential election that we've had in this country that I know of, although it really did clear up a lot for me. I had questions of how some of the really horrible governors and mayors and city councils even and county supervisors and all these people, horrible people got elected. And now I think that's been answered, at least in this country. And probably most of the world that, well, they're not actually elected by people voting. They're elected by people who run the voting machines and bring in extra paper ballots as needed and things like that. It was just that this time it was much more out in the open. And it was, it was incredible that people that that watch the TV in America and most of the world, they're, they're still thinking, well, there's no evidence that the election was fraudulent and in fact social media is going to start making it um, a primary maybe capital offense to even question whether it was all legitimate or not and and will ban people off social media for discussing it and we're we're moving into really intense censorship it's been building up for a long time certainly one of uh, the outgoing president's massive uh, failures was not to stop the uh, censorship and just to allow it to go crazy to the point where 
if anybody was wondering whether he was part of the power structure intentionally and in on the whole thing, which a lot of people have been telling me this week, uh, you don't really have to wonder about that realistically anymore because the power structure is trying to destroy uh, Trump and his whole family right now to make sure they can never get in again. And they ended up by censoring his social media pres- presence. They censored his uh, farewell speech. Some of them played it later on in a delayed presentation, but they didn't cover it live. Uh, a lot of his, you know, dur- during the big thing that happened at the Capitol, when they're accusing uh, Trump for fomenting all that stuff. It was completely made up. His his communications over Twitter before he was attacked and banned by Twitter so that he couldn't even use that. He was saying, be peaceful, everybody who's come to show support. That's great at the Capitol, but don't do anything violent. Well, that was censored by the media, so nobody would know that Trump is not violent. He wasn't encouraging violence. He wasn't behind any violence at the Capitol on uh, that Wednesday. <clears throat> was that the 16th? or I think it was the 16th. And uh, there, compared to the, what we've seen all summer, there was almost no violence there anyway. And it turned out that BLM and Antifa people were coming in to, brought in to encourage the violence and a few of the Q devotees followed them, unfortunately. But out of nearly a million people that were there, it was almost nobody involved in any violence. And the police let them in and invited them to come right in and then called that an insurrection, which is ridiculous. And the people calling it that know it's ridiculous. It's in their minds for the purpose of showing that the supporters of Trump are so evil that they should never be allowed to do anything in society in the future. Some people are calling for having them put in camps. And um, there are still people who say, yeah, Trump's really in on it. It's part of the intentional bad guys and all that. It's completely ridiculous because they're going after him as intensely as they did when he first decided to run because he was analyzed as a threat. Now it's much worse and they're trying to impeach him when he's no longer in office, which isn't even legal. Uh, But it doesn't matter if it's legal or not if you've got judges that are corrupt and will do whatever they're told to do. We've been witnessing that with the Supreme Court and with a lot of other courts around the country. Not all of them yet, but a lot. So all the people that were planning on Trump to save America, you know, they're saying, well, he's got it all taken care of and he's only appearing to be weak and you know, failing and giving up. It's not really true. He's going to take care of everything. And I think the most extreme example that I heard was that when Biden got inaugurated, which, you know, he's such overwhelmingly uh, popular president that nobody basically came to the inauguration except a bunch of flags in the ground, Um, that when Biden was being inaugurated, it was actually Trump wearing a Biden suit and that Biden was the one that they thought was Trump. So when Trump got arrested, it would actually be Biden getting arrested, and Q would be proven right about everything. So um, some interesting theories circulating around. Um, But the main thing is that uh, Trump did set in motion uh, a couple of months early, actually, sorry, a couple of years early, an executive order that set up this 
for the scenario where it could be proven that there was foreign interference in an election. And that was massively, you know, obvious. It, there was so much evidence. It was just, you, you really needed the total help of the mainstream media to not know about it. And he could have acted on that with or without the Insurrection Act. And my information is that he was convinced that if he did that, uh, not only would he be destroyed, but America would be destroyed by an internal civil war, and that would be his legacy of killing everybody, and it would be better for him to just leave. So he just left. And most people want to see everything as black and white. You know, he was entirely terrible or entirely perfect, and that makes it impossible to see what actually happened. You know, he made massive mistakes. The biggest one was going along with the fake pandemic and giving billions of dollars to the vaccine programs. That was very damaging and will lead to lots and lots of deaths and injuries that will be called uh, proof of COVID-19 deaths and more vaccines are needed, more lockdowns are needed. And it should be obvious to everybody at this point that the 15 days to flatten the curve was a complete lie from the beginning. It was to crush society. And I, and the point of this show is to say that that doesn't have to happen. You know, I, I don't see, I talk to a lot of people during the week about, you know, why do you even tell people what's going on? Because it's just totally discouraging and depressing and despairing and make everybody want to give up. And I don't want to do that because that would be a real waste of what we could potentially do in the other direction. So... I'm acknowledging that there's a lot of chaos and negative things have happened and in Biden's first couple of days and executive orders are undoing all the good things that Trump did as fast as possible, um, making the borders wide open and joining the fraudulent uh, Paris Climate Accord that's really to have international control and a step toward world government and shutting down economies. A lot of so-called liberal people don't understand that yet, but they may eventually understand it when the results become apparent. But I'm suggesting that we don't let it go to that point, and I want to talk about in the few minutes we've got here of how that could actually be changed. So um, I'm going to talk about some stuff today that um, you may think is completely crazy and I know a lot of people have just given up in America or thinking that America is important from around the world have given up that anything good could happen. But I don't see it that way at all. <clears throat> and um, when I look at the suicidal path that the, the world is on right now, I see where it's coming from. There's a really tiny group of world, world rulers. They're not really leaders. And they're inspired by dark beings above them that are not human. And if you want to turn off the channel because I'm crazy, that's fine. But that's what I've seen. And I think um, David, whose last name I can't mention, it starts with the letter I in case you're wondering who it is. It's been completely banned everywhere except on certain private channels. And he's pointing out that mass non-compliance with uh, you know, fatally flawed rules that are meant to destroy economies and societies and 
any kind of normal sanity, non-compliance with those things would be a way to stop it because they don't have a way to enforce these things against hundreds of millions of people at once. And I think that's true, but um, mass non-compliance comes from a different kind of consciousness than, than we have now. And what we're seeing at the moment is non-compliance by brave individual people that understand something of what's happening and that going along with it is not a good idea, but there there need to be, as David pointed out, hundreds of millions or billions of people not going along with it and saying, this is ridiculous, you know, this is all based on lies, the pandemic's not real, and all the uh, the agencies are in this giant collusion to lie to society. And, you know, for people that have been raised and, and devoted to mainstream media and television and uh, the subtle values that are conveyed in entertainment from Hollywood, especially since now when most of the Hollywood production studios, the big ones, are owned by communist China. The programming is really intense, and it, one of the things we're programmed for is to not believe that there could be any widespread cooperation, the C word that I'm not going to use at the moment, that that couldn't happen because the bad guys are so disorganized. Um, you know, it's just a ridiculous concept. And we were taught that on purpose after the Kennedy assassination, where we were told that uh, the Warren Commission, which was whose job was to make sure that nobody found out what really happened, and they did a great job of that. Um they said it was one guy, Lee Harvey Oswald, and he was just one crazy person acting alone, and that was the end of it. Nothing to see here, as they say, and move along. And um, that turned out to have worked really well and it, as a psychological control, because if you say to anybody that we're going to label you as a conspiracy theorist, that stops most people from exploring in unacceptable directions. And the original idea of conspiracy theory was the idea that there wasn't just Lee Harvey Oswald. There were actually a, a extremely broad network of people within the power structure in the government and in corporations and in other organizations that were working together to get rid of Kennedy. And why did they want to get rid of Kennedy? Kennedy was a real threat to the power structure, not because he was perfectly brilliant and a great, you know, flawless person and understood everything. He had a lot of gaps in his understanding. He had gaps in moral character that he was still trying to work on. And he was had socialist leanings and he wanted to control uh, the price uh, levels in the market. And, you know, a lot of economic controls that have bad results compared to a free market. But he was a good person. And I remember all of his speeches. You know, I was listening when he gave them. And, um, you know, when he said, don't ask what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. He meant it in a really um, positive way, you know, what make it was his way of saying make make america great you know for the people that live in it as an example for every country to make the, their country great 
for the people of that country. And then these independent societies and countries cooperate voluntarily. They're not under the control of any globalist government. They're not under the control of a a World Trade Organization, a United Nations, or anything like that, which or a World Health Organization. All the things that were sold with um, really idealistic descriptions that they were going to end world hunger and end suffering and end all this end evil forever. I guess in general, and they don't work that way. They work in the opposite direction, and a lot of people. Most of the people that work for those organizations think they're serving humanity and that they're really great. I'm sure the UN, for example, that has lots of employees, most of them think, oh, this is my public service. You know, I'm actually working for the United Nations, which means world peace and cooperation and harmony and everybody working for the benefit of humanity. And it's a common theme of these corrupt organizations to present their images that way so that they get people to do what they're ordered and then they compartmentalize the knowledge of each set of people that's working in different departments so they don't really understand what they're working for. And in America, presidents of of good intent like Kennedy and others that you may not like, I don't know, but... I don't think party has anything to do with it. Kennedy was officially a Democrat. I think he was great. And um, Ronald Reagan was a Republican, also said a lot of great things, said that government should not be taking away people's freedom and that it was the problem and wanted less stupid regulations and less control over everybody's lives. Obviously, you know, Kennedy was was a threat and that was proven by the fact that he had to be killed but he was killed before he could unveil a lot of things that government was really working on uh, programs that people still wouldn't believe if they heard about him and Kennedy found out and he was going to expose it and that couldn't be allowed the same thing with Reagan Uh, he was starting to talk really openly about what was wrong with government and how it needed to go back to free market and individual freedom And so he was shot and fortunately didn't die at the time, but got the message and toned down a lot of what he was saying at the time. Trump was doing something very similar. All these guys had major flaws, but what was unacceptable is that the power structure evaluated that they had good motives and they had to be eliminated. I mean, Reagan was a good guy, but he's the one who signed... um, the arrangement to make it there no liability for vaccine companies and anybody they use to inject people with their vaccines that if it injures and kills your family you can't do anything and at least with that specific company they can't be sued i mean it was terrible it 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 was what encouraged them to make hundreds of new products under the same arrangement no liability no reason to try to even pretend that they're safe when they can, and, and the new ones that are out are killing people already. It's not, not on the mainstream news, but any real news station is covering it. And there are deaths showing up after the first uh, injection, but it gets much worse after the second one. And the animal studies that were done previously on the same class of injections showed that the animals mostly survived the first or second shot But then when they got exposed to any wild 
virus in the same family in nature, their body just went crazy and they died. So the idea that these things are untested is not true at all. That's just the public thing that, that we're being told. So um, when I say that there are ways to turn this around, on the surface, it doesn't really look like it. And that's why the I think the bad guys are so confident. You know, all these programs are saying, well, they're terrified. And that's why they're, I don't think they're terrified. I think they think they're winning. And they demonstrated that with being able to get rid of Trump before he could do a lot of things that were right at his fingertips at the end that he was clearly planning to do and was convinced not to. So they think they're winning. And and if you only look at things on a 3D level, on the obvious physical things that are going on, it could be true. But the reality is not confined to things that you can see, you know. And you know that even, even if your reaction is to say, no, this is, you know, new age nonsense or kumbaya thinking or something like that. It, it's only what's going on down here. It's who's has got the most control over the military and, you know, things on that level. I'm saying, no, that's not true because you already know that a lot of things that are invisible and can't be picked up by your senses are very real and very powerful. There are lots of examples. One of them is the Wi-Fi and 5G and wireless frequencies in general that millions of people have realized are very damaging. And there's a great site. We've had a person, one of the main people from the site on the show. It's called um, Scientists for Wired Technology. And I think it's maybe scientistsforwiredtech.org is their website. Really good group that's compiled a lot of information about the harm from uh, non-ionizing radiation that is the kind you get from Wi-Fi, your cell phone, uh, laptops, smart meters, other things like that on living tissue. Not just humans, but animals, insects, um, microbes, trees and plants. These frequencies are not just by accident doing damage they're intended to do it that they're created in that band of frequency for that reason and people are becoming aware of that and the reason i bring it up and we're going to have somebody great on the show uh, in the next i think maybe the first sunday show in in february one of the world leaders in the study of effect of non-ionizing radiation on living tissue, and you might want to watch for that. Uh, The announcement will be up soon. The reason I bring it up is that smart meters and cell towers and Wi-Fi devices and 5G and things like that, those are not the only unseen frequencies. There's lots of others. And in fact, a lot of work has been done to show that every life form emits uh, signature frequencies and some are very powerful, and humans are one of the one of the big ones, especially considering that there's seven billion of us plus seven point eight or something on the planet right now. And if we wake up, or when we wake up, to become conscious of that and use it, the whole thing's over, because there are laws of nature that are subtle 
they're not Newtonian physics. And one of the things they say is that as long as you hold on to malice for anybody, wishing them harm, uh, hating anybody, that these things all have their own frequencies. And if you hold on to that, your access to the power that's otherwise available is very restricted. And you don't have to be subject to that if you give up hating people and, and choose other focuses. It's like um, in the Star Wars movie, I think it was the first one where uh, the, em- the evil emperor is telling Luke, he, he brings Luke and his father together, and his father became Darth Vader and was, you know, destroying the galaxy and that sort of thing, had become evil. But Luke knew that he wasn't intrinsically evil, and, and the emperor wanted Luke to kill his father. It's a good movie, in case you haven't seen it. I've heard some of the later ones are not worth watching, but this one was. first three were great. And um, Luke said, no, he's not going to kill his father, and refused to, to do it. And as a result, um, it ended up indirectly saving the galaxy. It, it's kind of a complex story, but the idea is that um, if we discover what our real potential is, which is a lot more powerful than standing armies or anything like that, and I don't know any time in history, known history, going back, I don't know, ten or 15,000 years or more, that people have really discovered this on a mass scale, but this is a time when it could happen, and it would be a really good time to do it. And one individual can be a starting point, and if we have a lot of those individuals all scattered around the world, this this can spread. It's not a belief system, it's not a new religion, it's not something to just think is true so you feel better, it's nothing like that, it, it's real. It's as real as cell towers. Except instead of putting out uh, harmful frequency, which are very strong and, you know, from the cell towers and like the satellites that Elon Musk's company has already been shooting up into space to radiate it back to Earth, those are negative harmful frequencies. They're not the only ones that exist and they're not the most powerful. So in order to keep humans unaware of that, the very top level of the negative power structure is aware of what we could potentially do and doesn't want that to be discovered. So they are doing all kinds of things to keep us emotionally and mentally sick and unbalanced and fighting with each other, hating everybody, dividing along every possible line of division that they could with men against women and old against young and rich against poor and black against white and all the different race divisions and things that the media is really trying to push as hard as they can. And at the same time, they try to keep us physically sick. And the reason they do that is not just because they think it's better for you to be sick. It's because if you're sick, it's much harder to become conscious of what you could otherwise be, you know, do and who you really are. And that's why we have that totally poisonous healthcare system that is great on trauma medicine and helping you get put back together if you get run over by a car or something like that. But as far as health goes, all the real health information that's powerful is censored and hidden from everybody. And um, the purpose of that system, a lot of the purpose is to get everybody on drugs and 
both oral and injected. And once you do that, it's it's like a self-perpetuating downward spiral where the drug drugs are actually poisonous chemicals and might as well kill, call them what they are. And the same thing with the toxic cocktails that are injected that supposedly prevent disease and they don't. I mean, if you take the time to study that, which they know that almost nobody will, and you go back to 1796, I think it was, with Jenner, and people were being killed and, and injured then, and they didn't even have an, um, adjuvants at that time. So it's a complete myth. It's, it's, the, whole, the whole scheme is to keep us unaware of what we could do by believing in all kinds of lies and especially believing that we were weak and helpless. So I'm going to say some things about that today that you might consider a little bit unusual, but I have to tell you what I see, and then you do what you want. You're free to dis, you know, disagree or find out more about it and use it. We talked about uh, the fake election and the fake pandemic being used to destroy economies and societies and what they're trying to do with that leading up to extermination of life. I mean, people have been asking also this week, you know, who are these people in charge and what are they doing and what are they thinking? And a lot of the people trying to expose that are saying, well, it's population reduction, it's control, it's all these things. What I've seen over uh, many decades of working on this stuff is that it's a it's a suicide mission, basically, of the top-level rulers. Not just a plan to end life all at once, because they've got the technology to do that, and they're not doing it. They're doing it methodically. Not just wiping out humans, but all life on the, on the planet, which I don't think is a very good thing to keep doing. They've got the technology to end it right away, and they don't. So, it basically, I'm not going to spend a long time on it right now, but it's basically a ceremonial sacrifice. And that's why they have to do it step by step on a certain timeline, giving certain notices and uh, certain milestones that they have to pass and acknowledge. Um, and that buys us time. And it's not time to find the perfect president or prime minister. I mean, that's been tried. Even in England, where that was tried, they got Boris Johnson, who sounded fantastic and talked about freedom and all this stuff. And then he got sick. And they gave him a fake test and said it was COVID and put him in the hospital. There are no real tests for COVID being used at all right now, not not publicly. But they put him in the hospital and he came out a completely different person. And that pretty much changed anybody around the world or in the UK expecting he was going to save them. Um, so it's not about finding the per- perfect rulers. It's about figuring out who we are. And again, this is in line with what David, whose last name starts with I, has been talking about. Um, so the at the lower level, you know, the people who are supposed to be sacrificed in this plan, which is vast numbers of uh, basically all of us, um, most of us are not conscious of what's really going on. And even the people working in the medical system and public health, a lot of them are thinking that they're saving humanity. You know, I'm involved in the academic world still a lot. And they honestly believe that as soon as people are injected with this new miracle, uh, 
vaccine that things are going to go back to normal and everything's going to be fine. They don't get what's happening. Uh, they believe in safe and effective. They believe in it because they memorized it. Not, I'm talking about the public health people here. They're mostly really good people and they've been trained. It's not something that you really understand unless you've been in touch with it. They're trained that they are there to serve humanity and save humanity from their own lack of knowledge by making these policies that are basically de facto laws and then enforcing them without the need of legislation or Congress or anything like that. And it's because they have advanced knowledge and they're the only ones that know how to save us. And a lot of the political rulers, including Trump, actually believe that stuff and fall for it. And um, they follow it. And, and it's an indication of lack of consciousness. Um, the top level human rulers know what they're doing and they're doing it on purpose. But most of the ones below that, certainly the ones in the healthcare system and uh, corporations and things like that, other than the top rulers, don't really know what they're serving. Um, they know about their department and enforcing the uh, rules that they've been told by their bosses have to be done. Um, and they're making a mistake. You know, they're not as all-powerful as they think they are. Even the ones at the very top, you know, this is why this fits right in with the principle of not hating anybody. Because as strange as it seems, if you really look more deeply into it, all of them are victims of their own programming and their own hypnosis. And they're totally unaware of certain laws of nature that they're violating. And if you violate laws of nature, there's a cause and effect uh, series of things that happens, whether you think you're a very powerful ruler or regular person. So the top level rulers, <clears throat> looking at them first, they're thinking this is going to be great to sacrifice life on earth and they're going to get their their goal of living with their dark power forever in a kind of cyberspace and that's what they think is going to be great. And the people under them that are motivated by the money and power that they're offering, that they're offered, thinking that they're going to be left as the elite remnant when everybody else is gone, which is not true. They're going to be terminated also. But they're enthusiastically participating at top levels of banking and top levels of corporations and uh, media corporations and all kinds of other ones. They're damaging and eliminating so many people on purpose. This law of nature applies uh, whether you know, you're know you at one level or another, no matter how much you know, but especially at the top levels. And it says, whatever you do to or for somebody intentionally, knowing what you're doing, that um, it comes back to you multiplied. And it's not a religion. You don't have to be in a certain belief system for it to work. You you don't have to be a person who believes in God. You don't have to do any. This is built into nature. It works no matter what you believe. And the people who are really arrogant in the power structure, thinking that they're in the winning team, you know, culling humanity and all that, 
they're making a big mistake because they're going to be subject to this particular law. It's not like just a punishment or a reward. It's lessons for a purpose, and it, it's it got good behind it because without it, a lot of us wouldn't have any motivation to wake up and figure out who we are and what's going on. So these dark, demonic beings that are controlling what's going on on the earth right now, they're real. Many of us have encountered some of them in real life, and they're controlling the human controllers and have been for a long time. I think David talks about that also, and I agree with him. But those demonic-type beings, whatever you want to call them, they're not intelligent in the real sense because they're not above laws of nature at all. And on our part, if we know how things work, you don't waste your energy hating any of those people, human or non-human. It's a big mistake on our part. Um, Stopping the damage that they're doing, we still have to do that, you know, however we can. But you can do that more efficiently without the hate. And if you give in to the hatred, just like Luke refused to do on Star Wars, then you cloud your vision and you weaken yourself. It's not worth it. Um, These people are victims too. Um, And people would say, what? They're victims. They're the perpetrators. They're the murderers. They're the people who are wiping out humanity and all that. What are you talking about? And it brings to mind a quote from a book that you may have heard of where this great spiritual teacher described as being the same as God said, forgive them for they know not what they do. This is a really important quote, (laughs) and uh, this was not the average person who said that, and what was he talking about? Who was he talking about? Somebody who didn't really do a crime? No, he was talking about murderers. Obviously, they knew that they killed people. So, what does that mean? Did they really know? And on a deeper level, If they had the wisdom to know what they did and how it felt to the victims to be killed and and how that would come back and affect them and that they were tied together with the the victims because everybody's tied together with connections from God, then would they have still done the murders? Obviously not. No, of course not. And I think it applies to all of us. You know, the murderers and bank robbers and people like that aren't the only ones who make mistakes. And even if they think they're doing what they're doing intentionally, you can honestly say they know not what they do because if they understood the consequences, they wouldn't do it. So, the quote from Jesus in the Bible is saying, he didn't say, well, yeah, they're so bad, send them into permanent torture, let them burn in hell forever, it's going to be great. He said, forgive them totally different mentality and these were convicted murderers I mean nobody questioned that they were guilty so it's not just those guys that made a mistake I don't think any of us would intentionally hurt anybody we wouldn't even want to hurt anybody's feelings I mean there's no great accomplishment or honor in doing that we wouldn't do any of the stupid and harmful and self-destructive things that all of us have done at some time, you know, spoken without compassion or whatever it was that we did. So, how does that relate, that concept of forgive instead of uh, 
really get into the punishment aspect. How does that relate to what's going on in the world today? Um, well, the dark beings that we talked about that aren't human but are real, and a lot of people can tell you that firsthand, are enthusiastically encouraging the top-level rulers to complete the sacrifice that we just talked about. And that's been building up for thousands of years, and they're really proud of it. Because uh, they think it's brilliant on their part. Get rid of compassion and conscience and all those things and show how how intelligent you are that you don't believe in any of those um, super, you know, superstitions. And in fact, Ronald Bernard, who I think still may come on the show at some point, got into some of the moderate higher levels of banking, was told you know, to get to those levels in banking control where – you're doing some really nasty things. You have to put your conscience, what did he say, in the deep freeze, which he couldn't do, and he was lucky to escape from that system. But um, they want to make sure that we don't wake up because they know that we're stronger than they are by, or you know, beyond orders of magnitudes. So how do they – the whole game is – can we keep humanity unaware of themselves, who they really are, and keep them thinking that they're these helpless, weak, stupid, dependent, you know, despairing little beings that crawl around and they're just temporarily animated pieces of dust, basically, and they're worthless? Can we keep them thinking that, all of us thinking that, until the, what they call the sacrifice is complete? And they think they can. And I'm just saying, well, that's not necessarily true. That doesn't have to be true at all. It's up, totally up to us. We have free will in that area if we can break the hypnosis. And the steps that they're doing, which is all to try to make sure that we don't break out of it, is controlling information, education, healthcare, entertainment, you know, the subtle messages in entertainment, banking, energy, food. Destruction of national sovereignty, economies, complete surveillance and control, you know, the usual health enslavement and extermination ploy, as Clouseau would have said. So the world controllers are carefully following all those required steps at the direction of the very top level, which is not human, as David points out. Um the ones down below follow with partial understanding, but they don't really understand who they're serving. And uh, the reason they're so focused on America right now, and a lot of people around the world realize the importance of it, is that America was a country that, and could still be, <laughs> it's up to us, was a country that was founded on the principles of individual freedom. And morality in the sense that no you didn't have to have a certain religion fortunately those things turn out to be horrible they're called theocracies but it was all based on certain values honesty and working to get whatever you could in life you know not having the government control everything and take care of you but have the government's role to protect your freedom and you had freedom of speech. They realized that should never be abridged. 
and they didn't fall for this nonsense of hate speech laws because whoever gets to define hate speech can totally censor all normal communication. And since we've had such fake education for decades now in America, people have forgotten the necessity of free speech. They need to remember that again. And they're thinking that, well, yeah, we should have free speech except nothing bad. And only the really wise people who run the governments and the corporations should be able to decide what's bad and call that hateful and make it illegal. And they're playing right into the system. So they're unconscious. That's why they can't see that. And, you know, initially when the founders of America set up the basis of what should be the country, they they had a lot of imperfections, a lot of things to still learn. But they understood that freedom of speech and freedom of religion and, and the other things in the First Amendment were absolutely essential for the survival of a, any country based on freedom. They knew it had to have private property, you know, the opposite of communism and socialism where the government steals everything you've got for the good of everybody, and especially for people who, you know, have not created much of anything, it's, and especially for themselves, you know, to take a big cut off of everything. They, it's, like, it's like a fake version of Robin Hood, what the socialist rulers do. And America was founded, you know, to absolutely not follow anything from socialism to protect private property, freedom of speech and religion and private business, and really important aspect, freedom to, to possess and carry firearms for defense of yourself and other people. And they realize that when that's taken away, like it has been in most of the world right now, that that historically always leads to genocide by the government killing its own people. That's the main reason for it. And a second secondary side effect that's beneficial is that people can protect themselves from private violent criminals and all, all other things being equal where good people can easily get and keep and carry firearms, there's far less violent crime. I mean, it's really simple. And we've been trained to forget about that. So those kind of values of freedom of speech and all the rest of it, um, the rulers need any country with those values to be destroyed. And how do they do it? You know, in a place like America, they have to get us to do it to ourselves. Because they don't have the, they don't really have the power. They're actually weak, and they're weak because they're not in harmony with nature. They're not in harmony with God. They're not in harmony with the who they really are. Um, so they, the only way they can succeed in a country like America or anywhere else is to get us to destroy ourselves. And I think David has agreed with that too, and a lot of other people. Um, they're getting orders from bosses above their level, above the human level, to get us to commit planetary suicide, basically, and destroy ourselves and each other. And we would never do that unless we give up our own consciousness of who we are. The image of weak, helpless beings with no wisdom, no common sense, you depend on teams of experts. And so, uh, once we believe that 
that is us, that we're that weak and, and unintelligent, then the rest of it follows. And when you get, you can see that happening because several of the comments I got this week about the whole vaccine thing and what's going on in New York and California, especially in the U.S. about, you know, they passed a law years ago that we talked about a lot on the programs um, that kids had to have the vaccines or they couldn't go to school. And if they didn't go to school they and they weren't in an official recognized homeschool situation in California, for example, then they could be picked up and, and kidnapped by CPS and brought to some kind of uh, center where they'd be mistreated and abused and a lot of them died. And a lot of parents are saying, now I hear them talking, and they're saying, well, my child has to be injected with this stuff to go to school, so I just have to do it. It indicates the hypnosis that we're under. You know, because if the school says, well, I have to beat my ki- my kid up once a week in order to go to, to send them to school, does that mean you have to do it? If you have to poison your child in order to send them to school, so you just have to do it? And, you know, that... That shows that how unconscious we are, and um, the people in the system are are as much victims of it as anybody. They're perpetuating the whole thing to earn a living, and don't want to look at it. And they're they're willing to teach all kinds of memorized nonsense in the schools and censor the free speech if they're working for the internet companies. And farmers are willing to poison the food before they sell it, which is not brilliant. You know, but they've been taught by the university official extension agents or whoever it is that they got it from. They're believing that GMOs are saving the world from starvation and all kinds of what should be really obvious nonsense. And so the question is, all right, if we're believing that stuff, or a lot of us are believing that stuff, um, because of a lack of consciousness, how do we fix it? The whole point of the show was to say, we can fix that. And it affects, this lack of consciousness is not lack of IQ type intelligence. I mean, you've got doctors in Congress in the U.S., including some really good people like Rand Paul, who still believe vaccines are good for preventing disease. I mean, that means the only way that the doctor could believe that is if, number one, they never looked up the ingredients of the vaccines and find out what they do. You should all do that. It's really easy if you've got internet. And read books on it. Read Dr. Tim O'Shea's book, uh, Vaccinate Immunization. No, Vaccination is Not Immunization. And Dr. Suzanne Humphrey's book, Dissolving Illusions, and lots of others. Uh, Dr. Rima Labo's written some great papers on it, which you can easily find. Um, and that, you know, the fact that doctors in Congress don't do that, don't even take the trouble to study, they just, they don't realize that they're repeating what they memorized. They never understood it, or they never checked it. Consciousness would check it, you know. Consciousness has common sense. And... Um, where we are right now, it looks a lot like, you know, in the world, and I, I'm not saying that you should be worried or upset about this, but the reality is, if you look around, people, 
glancing at each other in fear and putting these facial breathing obstruction devices over their mouth and nose and thinking that that's going to save them, except they don't really think it's going to save them, so they're still terrified and they wear it when they're driving alone in a car with the windows rolled up. I mean, common sense is really in short supply right now. Um, So it's kind of like we're in a mental hospital, but the difference is the patients and the staff are both crazy. And the administration is uh, keeping it that way on purpose. And that's why they don't replace the staff with sane staff. They could do that otherwise. So it's this vast, unbelievable play that's being carried out, and we don't have to do it. And all of the actors think that they're the characters and they've forgotten who they actually are. But if the actor wakes up and says, wait a minute, I'm not this person who is dumb enough to be one of the censors on social media or one of the rioters running all over the country last summer, uh, at least in the U.S. and some other places and burning down businesses and things like that for so-called social justice. I'm not that crazy. And they'd wake up and they'd stop. And if the actor wakes up and would talk for a minute about how to do that, then the suffering and the whole hell on earth thing is over. And it would be replaced by reality and beauty and harmony and spirit and God. And we could see what this place could really be like. It could be incredible. I mean, better than the stories of ancient gardens and things like that. It could be like heaven on earth, and there's no reason it couldn't. Um, Almost nobody would believe that now, looking around, but it's still true. And we can end it anytime we want. I think that's another thing I wanted to appreciate David, whose last name starts with I, for saying, is that we are carrying this gigantic power to end this anytime we want. And the only obstacle I see is that David saying, well, why don't we have mass civil disobedience and, you know, refusing to destroy ourselves? And that, yeah, in theory, that would work because I don't think you could stop everybody. But the problem is that most of the people are, are afraid of the power structure for good reason. They're not aware of the abilities that they have that have been forgotten. And in order for that to change, um, individuals have to decide to become conscious and be willing to see where they're not and change it. It's not a belief system. doesn't require a new religion. Um, and it's not a momentary experience of something really inspiring. Those, those are just clues to encourage us. Uh, we really connect to it. It's better than a drug high or something that hurts your body. It has side effects, but they're all positive, and it doesn't wear off. So what can you do, you know, in your everyday life to make the process of awakening easier? And I'd say, you know, take some clues from the the global rulers right now. They're so intent on making sure that we're all on drugs and nobody's healthy. That means, you know, take that, appreciate that. It means getting your health back is really important, getting off the drugs with the help of your doctor if you need it because some doctors know how to do that. And learning the suppressed real health information, getting your your energy back as much as you still can, depending on what your current uh, situation is, and having that as a base. Because if you're 
physical body's working normally, it's much easier to do the real work, which is inside. Um, there's a reason that the health information has been censored and is being censored more now. It has to be. Because otherwise, how would, how would anybody go along with these ridiculous ideas of eating poisonous chemicals called drugs to be healthy or to stop a disease or having them in- injected directly into your body when if you read what's in it, you just, if you didn't faint, you'd, you might feel sick and you'd avoid it. So you'd see through the pandemic thing right away. I mean, it would be so obvious that you do a little bit of studying and see the total death numbers for the last five years, including 2020, are almost all the same. There's more suicides in 2020 because of the lockdowns, but otherwise it's almost all the same. And you you start doing your own study, you wouldn't be afraid of germs anymore. Germs mean micro, microbiological life, like uh, bacteria and, and other things like that. And there are billions and billions of them, if not trillions, inside your body right now. And they're all designed to keep things in balance. And their activity changes if you eat a lot of garbage or have thoughts that are stressing you all the time, you get weaker. And if you've got a lot of undigested garbage in your body, then... Natural doctors have discovered in many cases, or people who weren't doctors, just good investigators, that if you have a lot of undigested junk in your system, which most people do, then when these microorganisms get in touch with that, they come in to break it down, which is their job. And the byproducts of that process are sometimes corrosive and harmful. But you can change that. There are ways to clean out your system so that you don't have to deal with it anymore. And it works really well. I've experienced that for many decades and so have a lot of other people so you know habits and addictions get in the way of getting your health back and and doing things that are good for you but those can be overcome too there's ways to do that and just as a clue to that it's about realizing that you and your mind and your body are not all one thing you're three separate things connected together but it's like a parent connected to a couple of kids And while you start working on fixing your body and your energy and realizing that none of these solutions are going to really work well for you unless you really take care of yourself, you need to do that. It's not selfish in a bad way. It's required. And at the same time, you can start working on programming that's making you fall for all these things and not have access to your real common sense and intelligence. And it's still there. It's totally available it's there for anybody. Um, and you stop hating people. That That's a big boost. If you can drop that critique and condemnation of everybody and constantly thinking of who's bad and what bad things they're doing and turn the attention on yourself and realize that if you were in their shoes and looking out through their mind and their programming, you'd be doing exactly what you're, what they're doing. And so you can't condemn anybody at that point. You still do what you can to make things better and protect yourself, but you don't have to hate anybody anymore. It's a big source of stress that leaves. And uh, if you're brave enough to let yourself realize that they and us are really the same, just working with different programming, then the idea of loving others as yourself is not impossible anymore. It's it's natural. And... Uh, 
getting rid of the critique of other people gets rid of cursing them. It helps them and takes a big burden off everybody else, and it makes everything better. Instead, and we're so wrapped. We don't. Most of us don't realize we're so wrapped up in critique of other people all the time. We're not watching what we're doing and what we're thinking and the mantras that we're doing even if we don't believe in mantras everybody's doing them constantly what's running around your mind all the time affects your physical body affects what comes to you in your life situations even the behavior of other people you have tremendous power in changing the mind patterns that you have and if you'd probably be really amazed. It actually changes the behavior of other people. It increases your energy. You'll feel a lot better. Um, And if we have people willing to do that all over the world in specific ways that have been found to work, then it can become powerful enough to even reach the rulers right now and they can have a change of heart, which would be a really good thing, to put it mildly. And life on the physical level that is really a challenge now to put it mildly can be put can be become something incredibly beautiful the direction of everything can reverse and you can start it on your own anytime you want you don't need anybody to do this or you can do it with friends that have the consciousness to realize what it's about and do it with you or you can do it with a group of us that are working on this at something called planetary healing club planetaryhealingclub.com is the access point and this is exactly what we're working on the physical health and the consciousness change not in some belief system but the criterion is it has to change your physical life and it has to have an observable effect on the behavior of other people and this is really powerful and it's actually possible it's not just possible it's real and you're encouraged to Take advantage of it if you want to. And you can join us there if you want anytime. All kinds of live discussion every week, interaction, health, real health information, consciousness changing protocols that are not just a belief, they actually work, and about current events and how to relate to that. So that meets half an hour after this program is over every Saturday. If you have questions about it, and you're not sure if it's worth your time or not, just communicate. You know, we have uh, contact forms on the lostartsradio.com site and a lot of other interesting stuff there that's all free. And if you have questions about it, just let me know. Um, or you can email me if you want to, richard at lostartsradio.com, and I'll read all of them and respond as fast as I can. Um, what else? If you want to support us and we don't have any commercials, and if you want to help us stay on the air and some of our projects to actually happen, we have donate buttons on lostartsradio.com and also on lostartsresearchinstitute.org or Subscribestar. That would help us keep going. Subscribestar.com slash lostartsradio. And Doug set that up. It works really well, as well as the donate buttons. But Everything, all the content on the site, lostartsradio.com, is free. A lot of educational stuff is put up there every day. Um, And we're really interested in your communication and feedback, ideas for shows. This is a Saturday show, but we have Sunday show with uh, really inspiring guests and organizations that are accomplishing things that 
are helpful to everybody. We've got great ones coming up uh, Sunday. That's tomorrow. We have a lady in California who's dealing with the situation there, and she started a program called the Control Group. And she's highly censored everywhere, which is usually a seal of approval and means she's doing something good. And we had her uh, agree to be on tomorrow. So I highly encourage you to see her. It's free, the whole show. And what she's doing should be cloned and copied in other states. So really good work that Joy Garner is doing. But the main thing, main bottom line of this whole thing is you have massive power that you may not be in touch with at the moment to help heal the world, which is the bottom line of what has to happen. You know, why let people with highly confused agendas, you know, to destroy everything, why should we allow that to happen? And as David has said many times, that's what's happening. It's only going on because we're allowing it. And you can't just say, no, I don't allow it. You have to change subtle, powerful things that are more powerful than cell towers that are in yourself that have to do with thought patterns and emotional patterns. Physical health is an added factor as well. And we talk about that in Planetary Healing Club. But you can start right now. Just watch your own thoughts. Watch all the people that you're critiquing and condemning all the time. And you've got available energy to switch from that to looking at what you need to upgrade in yourself and start that now doesn't have to just be on New Year's and it doesn't have to be something that you forget as soon as you make the resolution. It can actually work. And I'm encouraging you to do that. Take care of yourself. And then you'll be able to take care of other people. If, if you care about yourself to, to that degree, you can care about the rest of the world. It's really amazing, but it's true. So don't be discouraged. Whatever happened, if you love or hate Trump, doesn't make any difference. If you you know, whatever you think about what's going on in any country that you might live in, you have the same power. So get in touch with it. Don't don't be satisfied with a belief or a hope. Do the work. And that's uh, really important. So we have potential and we can do some we can do it as much as we want. All this can change. The top rulers know it. That's why they're in a rush. So take the clue and um that's my suggestion. Anyway, sorry to be over a few minutes. Planetary Healing Club meeting in 23 minutes from now. And we'll talk to you there. Otherwise, I hope you have a great rest of the weekend and a good week. And um, really be kind to yourself. And it'll open up all kinds of things that you can do as an incredible contribution to the rest of the world and what our future is going to be. A lot of it's in your hands. So thanks for being here. Meet you here again next week and um, wish everything good for you in the coming week and we'll see you after that. Have a good night. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level. From extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you 
can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on two YouTube channels, Facebook Live, Periscope, which is Twitter, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows except the banned ones are on our YouTube channels at Lost Arts Radio and at Diamond Disc. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit Brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month, where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with. 